0: good morning good afternoon and good evening welcome to the old dad jazz podcast i'm your host Matias, and today on this episode i have with me danielle mansfield and we're going to talk about her unusual childhood being brought up from ages of 6 to 17 on a sailing boat around the world how that experience was like we're going to talk about tough lessons she had to learn when she got back Uh, and we're going to talk about her opening a spa and how that led to her meeting famous people around the world and working on them and with them and then learning how to heal other people as well becoming a medium and uh, eventually um, receiving a course called how to heal and how that's going to help people and the Last but not least, the extraordinary process how she got the website, and you're going to learn that story. This and much more on today's podcast. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the podcast. Welcome to the new episode of All That Jazz, I'm your host, my and Welcome. I have with me, Danielle Mansfield. Welcome to the podcast.
1: Thank you so much. I'm so grateful and honored to be here with you. Thank you.
0: Thank you for being on. And uh, as it says in the back, how to heal. So there's a story behind this, howtoheal.com, is it? You, you recently got, a, got the rights to have that website, right?
1: So I am a channeler, a medium, and a voice for the spirits of the light.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And all that I do in my life is to be in service for the highest light of this planet. And how to heal is a creation that we, me as the medium, is bringing forth that for what this planet really needs. How to heal it speaks behind of its name howtoheal.com
0: right and it's um what kind of healing is it because there's so many techniques I've, I've interviewed people that do body talk that do um uh that do reiki um there's so many like matrix kind of healing like uh quantum there's quantum healing as well there's theta healing um yep. there's all kinds of healing techniques and uh it seems to me that some techniques that it depends on the practitioner as well, the intention of the practitioner, how good they are with the technique, and all that. So, um, um, how do you heal? How does the the techniques that you've gotten to know how how does that work?
1: So, I knew from a very young age that I was a medium. Yeah. And this is kind of where it all started. I was raised sailing around the world. Mm. My upbringing was with nature and not with people. I remember as I was sailing around the world, every day I would be on deck, feeling the wind blowing in my face, feeling the sun on my body, lying in the sun, With binoculars looking out for whales and dolphins and sharks. That was my everyday for a very long time. So when I went back to a traditional school, I could feel everything. And what I mean by that is the kids around me, I could. pick up things that they would say before they say it, I could pick up all feelings and emotions of people, Um, I could pick up if someone was telling me something, something was not quite right, uh, maybe a, a lie or something, another incentive, I could pick that up from a very young age. So I really feel like this all started from being raised in just Nature, and that's where my just senses were so highly enhanced. When I was 17, I knew that I was different, and I came out as a healer. At that age, I didn't know what that meant, but I just knew I would be working with the energy of the body, helping people uh, through healing in some way mind body soul spirit yes. and I knew that I was a voice you know e- even as I'm say speaking to you I would be speaking to another child at that age and as I'm speaking I have another voice in my head telling me what to say
2: mm-hmm.
1: I could hear this voice clearer than what I could hear my friend telling me and so I came out as a healer and then I just continued my journey of learning and growing and evolving in everything to do with healing as one, but as a channeler and a, and a medium, I practice shamanic healing and I have been doing this now for almost 18 years.
0: Wow. Okay. Okay. So do you think if I, if I go to nature and uh, I, now at, um, at my age, 36, and if I go to nature for a year, do you think just by being in nature, do you think I would uh, develop some kind of healing capabilities or enhance the, the ones that I currently have?
1: Everybody would.
0: Hmm.
1: Everybody would. Nature is a source of light. It is the purest, essence and being of light and so it is a way for us to let go of the distractions a way for us to connect with our senses even if you're in the nature and you hear the winds the trees the, the animals the birds this is a way for us to connect with the light that is inside of us mm. and so it's very important to be in nature it is our biggest um, healing uh tool available to each of us wherever we go
0: mm. I, i'm wondering about your upbringing so you said you sailed around the world uh, which is quite quite unusual uh i were your parents uh i guess they were sailors you could say in the classical term they were sailors they were adventurers, right
1: they had never sailed in their life oh they had a uh equestrian business in the uk And uh, it was very successful, but they were working six, seven days a week. And me and I have two sisters. We were really raised with babysitters and they were tired of working in the system, (laughs) working nine to five, not being with their family. And they, my dad always said that he's just, he's gonna get burnt out if he continues to work like this. And one of his greatest passions, he's an environmentalist. One of his greatest passions is to see the world. And so he sold the company, sold everything up in the UK, bought a 14 meter sail yacht. I was six at the time and me and my two sisters jumped on board and we started sailing with no experience. And we had one person come on the boat with us for the first week. We went through our craziest force 10 storm. The waves were bigger than the mast.
0: Oh man! Um,
1: I remember being locked downstairs, watching the waves outside. My dad thought, you know, as we're going down the waves, they're so big, we had to put the boat in reverse terrifying experience wow for me i was very young for them i can't even imagine
0: how old were Um, you i was six my goodness my goodness so at six years old you're experiencing the and you were basically raised mostly at the sea for the next 11 years of your life
1: for a long time back and forth um we were kind of on the boat. We would sail up and down the Caribbean for a couple of years. And then we said, my parents said, yep, that's it. We're going to sail around the whole equator. And then we sailed around the world for a period of two three years and then continued to sail. Yeah. Wow. So we lived on the boat.
0: And uh, how does that look? I mean, you have to buy a lot of rice. Is that is that it? Do you survive on a lot of rice or beans and w- what is it? <laughs>
1: So we would stock up in every port. If we knew, for example, we were gonna sail the Pacific Ocean, we knew it would take somewhere between 18 days and 25 days. So you have to prepare a boat to sail for that long and a little bit more just in case. Um, And we would fish every day. So we would catch our own fish and that's what we would be eating. But most of the, vegetables were like canned canned tuna or canned vegetables but things like fresh fruit would last a week and then we would run out everything else was canned and then fish from the
2: ocean
0: do you, do you ever watch a uh, watch uh some kind of movie and uh, when they live on the sea and you're like get nostalgic and you're like yeah this yeah. is uh, this is good
1: <laughs> all the time yeah it's amazing it's amazing i'm so grateful you know just we would have I have so many stories we would have sharks you know we would catch the fish eat it and throw the leftovers overboard so we would have sharks follow us you know for three four days so wherever we would go we would look in the water and there would be fins you know we learned not to get too close too close to the water not to swim in the middle of the ocean when we had seen a shark around us
0: wow that that could be dangerous there's no hospital around and nobody to call like who would you call it's crazy no
1: yeah. so we sailed around the world with there was about 23 boats altogether, together and we would be anything from one day to 10 days apart but we would keep in touch every day by a uh, radio
0: oh so you're not yeah. alone alone okay so you had other they could like if you got sick or whatever and you needed some vitamins or something like they could like or i don't know whatever that they could supply perhaps
1: if we fell overboard in the worst case scenario the boat sank we would jump in a life raft and tell the nearest boat that was our position and hope someone would find us <laughs> yes
0: wow <laughs> That's- have you ever seen that movie Cast Away?
2: Yes. Yeah, I what, love that movie. Yeah. yeah. What would
0: yeah. you like about it?
2: <laughs> My God,
1: I've seen it so many times. You know, what do you do in when you know to survive? You have to do whatever you can to survive. You know, and in those situations, we've had friends that have been in storms and have lost their boat. We've had another friend that there was only two of them in the middle of a night. Um, his wife fell overboard and he woke up in the morning and she's gone um, we have experiences where we were sailing up the Red Sea and one of the boats we were traveling with their engine um, was not very was not working very well and we had to three boats had to pull into an island of Yemen and we had to wake up with 30 people shooting machine guns at us, pirates, things like that, that you would only see on films, we've experienced.
0: What? How'd you escape the pirates?
1: So my parents had to dress, I have two sisters, and they would have to dress us up as boys. So we would put our hair up in a a hat or a cap. And um, my older sister, I think she was about 12 at this time, had to. They had no choice. It's either they're going to come and take what they want off the boat, or we have to go ashore on a little dinghy and and give them whatever they needed. But they wouldn't stop shooting. So my dad made the decision to go on a little on our dinghy with my older sister dressed up as a boy, with some cigarettes. And we we knew sailing up the Red Sea. A lot of the time, you can uh, bribe people and give them cigarettes. So my parents had cigarettes um and they just wanted food that's all they wanted they just wanted food so we just came back to the boat stocked up the dinghy with food and then went back ashore and then gave it to them and then we left the island as quickly as possible
0: right wow that's intense and and i imagine it would be very bad it would end it very badly if um if your father also had a machine gun and started shooting back that would be that's like a war zone (laughs)
1: Right. And it's so hard to travel. You know, it, every time, every country you have to go in, all the customs and things like that, you can have a flare gun, but you cannot have a weapon of some kind. Otherwise, every country that you go to, and we went to many, many, many countries, it's it's a lot of work and a lot of hassle and a lot of paperwork to travel with a gun. So we chose not to as a family. We just had flare guns.
0: Oh, Oh, do you have to declare? What if you don't declare and they, they search the boat?
1: You can be, the boat can be seized and you can be thrown in jail. That's the consequence if you choose to do that. Oh. My parents chose not to take that risk.
0: Okay. So did you then, at, when you're 17 and you stopped sailing, did you then miss it?
1: It was very hard for me to fit into a normal society. Mm. Because of the noise that I could uh, hear, the the pollution, the traffic, it was very hard for me even just to sit in the classroom with a teacher. I was homeschooled Um, on a boat sitting in on the boat sitting in a classroom and driving was very very unusual for me I mean I remember even coming ashore and going up an escalator and I was like oh my god this is crazy um you know so all of that for me for you it's all very normal for me it was just like very uh chaotic there's a lot of stuff going on you know
0: but when I think of like um Logistically, like it'd be a classroom, wouldn't be on top of the deck, would be inside because obviously the wind, it could blow off the notebooks and stuff, obviously, right? Yes,
1: yeah, so we have like a canopy or binami that we would keep over the cockpit, which is the center of the boat, which you sit in. Um, we would have a school, Um, send us three months of schoolwork and we would complete the schoolwork and then we would send it. It's called a Mercer School in the UK. So we would have three months of work. And so instead of doing, you know, a normal traditional six or seven hours a day, I just tried to do as much as I could as quickly as I could so that I didn't have to do school. So I would typically finish all my school in a period of a month and then I would have two months off.
0: Oh, nice.
1: Yeah. We would uh, study the year above us. So that when we went to school, we didn't actually have a problem with the exams. We had already, we did pretty well. For homeschooling, we did pretty well.
0: It sounds like you did really well. And also because you had a lot of off time, So your childhood was actually childhood. It wasn't like you, you didn't have to worry too much about exams. And there wasn't all the stress about, you know, passing things and all that stuff.
1: Right. And we also had watches on board. So I started taking my own watches at 11 years old. And what that means is, you know, if we're sailing in the middle of the night and we're sailing 24 hours a day between me, my dad, my older sister and my mom, we would do two to three hour watches each. So my watches started from midnight to 2 a.m. and then every six hours I would be on watch again. And so I had started at the age of 11 to do my own night watches. And I just learned at that age, you know, if I see something and it's on collision with me or the boat, um, go make my dad up. And, and if not, I knew how to sail. I knew, you know, I could go off track a little bit if the wind changed kind of thing, but I learned all of that from a very young age.
0: That's amazing. I'm kind of uh... I kind of wish I had maybe at least for a few months that I had that experience. That would be really cool. Um, anyway, so now, okay, you're it's 17. And now you're back in UK, I imagine, right?
1: Back in the UK. Yes. I started training. Um, I trained in sports therapy, sports massage, holistic therapy, holistic massage, aromatherapy. Um, and I, my parents had already started building a home in the Caribbean at this point. Um, And so I was kind of in the UK and I went back to this island called Bekwe in St. Vincent and the Grenadines, which was really my first uh, land base, I should say home. Um, And they hadn't had anyone really offering holistic therapy. So I had trained very early, I knew, exactly what i wanted to do and i just flew back to the caribbean and opened up a spa wow Um, and and then a lot of the big mega yachts were coming into the island and one day um one of the biggest mega yachts in the world came into the island and they needed somebody to come on board to give the owners and their guests uh, massages and therapy so I had opened a spa in the Caribbean, and then within a month, I then started working on uh, one of the world's largest megagots.
0: Wow. Owned by somebody that we, names we shall not mention. <laughs> anyway, um, so this happens very fast for you. And I imagine also because of your upbringing and the sensitivity that you had, that you were Uh, very good at what you were doing.
1: Very good at what I was doing, very uh, sensitive and also um, not, uh, you know, I started working with celebrities. Very, very young. I can say the owner of this uh, mega yacht is the owner of Chelsea Football Club. Mm. And so I'm working on the largest mega yacht in the world at the time. And I was not based by who the people were. So when I went on board, the crew were like, oh, my God, you've seen this person. And I was just kind of like, who's that? I don't know. I don't know anything about sports. I don't know anything about who's who. Um, Yeah, because you
0: grew up with just, sorry, because it's interesting because you didn't grow up with TV because obviously you had no reception. So you grew up maybe having a few movies and that's it.
1: Yes. Wow. Wow a little dvd player <laughs> big right. tapes and a little dvd player no wi-fi no phones nothing like that We had a
0: probably theater. for the best probably for the best <laughs> right,
2: yeah. right. So, sheltered.
0: so you're not phased by them you just see them as normal people you see them as uh, you know a big boat basically it's a big boat <laughs> and yeah. full of
2: people well,
1: i was just kind of like well this is cool it's interesting they've got helicopters and now, who are these people? But I didn't think more of that. It's only it was the other people that were making the staff and they're the people that made them a big deal. Um, I remember this meeting the owner of the boat and I was like, oh, are you the lady everybody calls Madame? Um, that's my first, how I addressed her. And she's <laughs> like, yes. And I was like, and I think that um, they craved that. And and for me, I just wasn't phased by celebrities and all that stuff, because like, I didn't know who anyone was.
0: And that probably helped you actually, because you were not glamorized by the people, so you just focused on the work.
1: Just focused on the work.
0: And yeah. also, I imagine that the people, the famous people, also appreciated because you were not like, oh gushing, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god.
1: <laughs> and a lot of the time, I you know, for the next ten years. I f- flew the world, but the world's wealthiest. You know, they, the owners of these boats introduced me to their friends and their friends and their friends. And so for the next 10 years of my life, I was flying in the world's largest private jets, living in the world's largest mansions and chateaus and villas. Um, and I, I, most of the time I was so busy. I didn't have time to watch TV or know who, people were and after you work in that environment you know another person comes in with six bodyguards, and you you that's how you see it every day then <laughs> um so it doesn't faze you um but i think that a lot a lot of people that are into you know you see what you see on the tv and you read what you do in the magazines and and it's a big thing working for these people but for me it never was it was more interesting because I could like, get to live in this country or that country and, and you know, see the way of life for the, the world's wealthiest. The world's wealthiest woman who's Australian, she flew me around the world with her. Um, and it gave me an opportunity to see the world from a billionaire's life.
0: And how is that? point of view (laughs) the sigh.
1: I think that you know some people have a sense of reality some people have absolutely no sense of reality and when you are
2: living what I have really learned is I have worked for the wealthiest and they
1: are not happy because whatever you want, you can get. And so it's it's that there, there's no um, balance with, or very rarely, maybe in this world, you can get whatever you want any time that you want. You click a finger and it's there.
2: Yeah.
1: And so that was very difficult for me to work for people that had. I would personally say lost all sense of reality of what is important. There's happiness. Money can never buy your happiness. And so after 10 years of that, I chose to
2: leave.
0: Completely leave, like uh, no uh, more clients, nothing at all.
2: Stop
1: the traveling. Um, I, arrived in the US, I'm currently living in DC. I arrived in the US to work for the owner of the Washington Redskins. Um, I continued working uh, with the owner, uh, living with them. And then after about a year, I said, I just can't do this. I am a spiritual being that has so much to give and so much to get out. And I cannot help, I need to help people that need help and not as a luxury service.
0: Right. So it was just for the owners? It wasn't for the uh, for the player? I think it's... A, it, I, I'm not even sure. That's a football team, is it? Like football. American football, right? Yes. Um, so it wasn't even for the team. It was just for for the family, I guess?
1: For the family, a couple of the players, I wouldn't have any other therapists work on them but me. Um, and so I had to also fly um you know and I think I can say this like one of the main players back in the day was called RG3 um I had to fly the other side of the world with his honeymoon and different things uh but when I came back I was like I'm I I, I felt like I was being shipped around and I just couldn't take that anymore I was burnt no. out you could say burnt out completely burnt out from this lifestyle
0: right and you're also not the the not your own boss because they were obviously you had uh, clients that you know had to f- follow them around basically and uh, and wherever uh, the
1: money was, I would be taken to. You could <laughs> say that,
0: <laughs> right? So uh, and then what do you decide to do after that? Do you just kind of relax and decide on the next step.
1: So then um, I went through my first long time relationship. I left the the you know that world and set up my own place in DC, and I fell in love, and I endured what I would say was the most powerful uh, lesson that I had ever been through, I, because I was very sheltered, and I was very sheltered away from the understanding that there could be people that would take advantage of people. Right. um, Or that there were people with other incentives. And unfortunately I dated what maybe I could call now a predator. Uh, Emotionally abusive, physically abusive, mentally abusive. Um, And I did not understand this at the time and I didn't know the signs when I had met this person All I knew was that I was started to be pushed around and thrown around. And then before I knew it, three years later, I was in this relationship, I was in love, but I had broken ribs and a smashed shoulder blade. And that is where my healing really began. And that is where how to heal really, really began. I was in so much pain um I got out of the relationship I just had to beg the universe I know that there's this higher power I have helped people all of my life to heal it's all I know but I have never done work on myself I've never had something happen to me where I have needed to go inwards
0: right and then the universe said well here it is here's your lesson (laughs)
1: Right, and then I went to the hospital. I saw three spinal specialists and they had all said that my ribs were so badly smashed that I would have to replace them and put a metal ribs in place. And I had never heard of such a thing. My, my I was just like, what? A metal rib, like that's even possible? It's crazy. Of course, I'm not going to do that. That was the craziest thing I've ever heard. And but then that's when I realized I I need to heal my bones. I need to heal my bones. And I never questioned that there was a higher power. And I got on my hands and knees and I begged, "Please show me how do I heal? I'm about to make a decision that could ruin the rest of my life if I have metal in my body, and I need." I know, I believe, I know I can do this, but I don't know how. Please teach me.
2: Mm.
0: Were you spiritual before? I, I, sorry, I didn't ask you about the spiritual, your spiritual background or yes. were your parents. Okay. Were Christian.
1: I, my parents were Christian, uh, but they were not spiritual. They never they were environmentally friendly and conscious, but they were not spiritual. Right. Um, So when I had tried telling them at the age of 17, that I have other voices, I remember looking at my dad and talking to him and there's a spirit next to him. And I'd be like, dad, you can't like see them or hear them, nothing. And my dad just looked at me like, I think you, you, there's something wrong with you. (laughs) Um, I learned to be very quiet and not talk about it with my parents.
0: Got it. Got it. So, um, so then when you pray um, for healing for the ribs, what happens?
2: So
1: I received messages. I had asked, um, I really felt like the ayahuasca, the medicine would really help me. And so I asked them, you know, please guide me towards the ayahuasca. Before I knew it, the next weekend, I was in an ayahuasca ceremony. I specifically asked, please, I release this pain that I'm carrying and storing, and I'm ready to, to listen and be of service, be of real service uh, to help myself and to understand why I have gone through this. Um, and after I did the ayahuasca ceremony, I really started to receive all these messages.
0: Wow. Um, well, well, hold on. Was it the guidance to do ayahuasca?
1: I had specifically asked to do ayahuasca. I had done ayahuasca before, but I also felt a deep calling for the medicine to channel the pain that I was feeling out. So it's something that I wanted to do immediately.
0: Right. Because you knew it would help you.
1: Oh, yes. Yes. Okay. I I knew that it would open me up to something. I didn't know quite what it was. But I needed, I knew that I needed to channel the pain out and the suffering that I was feeling out um, and l- try to better understand what was happening to me at that time. Right. To learn how do I connect? How do I heal my bones? Because I had no idea. All I knew is that I'm hearing messages and voices.
0: Where did you do the ayahuasca, by the way? in dc oh in dc okay i thought you went to peru or, or somewhere like that
1: yeah i have i have been to mexico and i've done it there uh, but locally we do the ceremonies not how me was, personally but i do go to them
0: how was your first experience with ayahuasca
1: um not what i had expected because on you know the documentaries they need to make a documentary so they show you the most extreme uh the worst things the best things but the most extreme things to make it a documentary so i had seen a couple of documentaries and i thought oh my gosh i'm going to die or i'm going to see the devil or i'm going to just have the crazy experience what am i doing so i had all these expectations and it was completely not like that. It was the most beautiful, powerful thing that I'd ever done. We're in the middle of um, the, uh, a jungle in the middle of Mexico uh, by about a couple of hours south of Cancun by the Itza Pyramid. And I, we were in the middle of nature and we were just singing all these beautiful, amazing, plant medicine ceremonies connecting with the earth connecting with the drum the music and and really just embodying the respect for the nature and the plant and that's not what the the set the documentaries had showed me so really the whole night I was expecting to kind of be out of body and go and travel somewhere but but I didn't see anything. I didn't visually see anything. I just felt the love from, from the universe. the love from the nature um, and just was able to really absorb and take in the whole journey and the whole experience as, as a, and the most powerful healing.
0: Hmm. That's amazing. So now, now going back to so the second time you do it, it, it was, uh, I imagine it was quite a different experience then.
1: Yes. Um, my first intention, my first ceremony, I had asked specifically to connect with the nature and that's exactly what I got, mm. to connect with what's important. The second time I did my my ceremony, I specifically asked to release the pain and to have and find the strength to leave the relationship because i knew that if i had stayed with this person i would most likely end up dead
0: oh you were still with him and you found it hard to let go
1: last the last stage of the relationship but the ayahuasca gave me the strength to leave i knew straight away then this is i can't do this anymore i went and got the apartment my apartment moved all my stuff over there slowly so that this person could not find out. Um, Very, very careful how I did it. Um, And then once I was able to move, that's when I started just listening and absorbing and just understanding what was the greater message that I was being asked of.
0: Mm, Did you have to block him as well from your phone and everything?
1: I, I had to go through court and he was put into jail
0: he was put into jail. Wow. Okay. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Uh, so, um... I had to do
1: all of that stuff, I had to go through court. I had to, um, I would say that back then I never would have believed I would have gone through all that stuff. Now I look back and I could do it again. I, hopefully I never have to, but I have been through so much. And, and that now I'm just able to, uh, remain much more grounded in this situation trust that i can only do what i can do and i can only control what i can control and i let go of the things that i can't control and so why stress why allow all these crazy emotions to take the better of me when it's out of my control anyway
0: yeah and it also like i've heard it somebody said recently uh... I heard it somewhere that it's not loving to, to have be uh, other people have be like, uh, be nasty with you. It's not loving to, to yourself, you know? So, um, so you did the right thing. And obviously then in the future, nobody, if he's in jail, he can't do that to somebody else. So that's, that's, uh, so I think you definitely did the right thing. Um, and so then you leave the relationship and then you're, um, And then with the knowledge of oh you now you're healing yourself right,
1: so I leave the relationship. I meet a new person that also happens to be we are now married. He also happens to be a medium, and so he uh, was a medium of full incorporation. He is Brazilian. This is he works with Umbunda, a religion where we really. Uh, They work with the spirits of the light and bring forth the messages that are needed to help that person. Um, And so he was able to fully incorporate the spirit and then I was able to both listen to what those spirits had to say to me, as well as listen to my own spiritual guides. Um, They had told me from that moment, one day I'm going to be writing a book. One day I'm going to be working with all these messages that they tell me. And so straight away, they started teaching me how I can heal my bones, heal my ribs. Um, And I would start recording as they uh, are speaking through me. And I started writing and journeying everything down. Um, Within three weeks of doing this work every day. And when I say, I mean, I did the work. They told me to do something and I would do it. They told me you have to do this 30 times, I would do it. They told me to do a forgiveness prayer every day, I would do it. They told me to channel light to the area of pain in my body as often as I could think of it, as many times in a day as I could. And I did it. And within three weeks, not only had my bones healed, they had healed back into their original place. So much that I went to the medical system and they were in complete disbelief. There they were saying there's no way the bones are going to heal. We have to put metal plates in. And then suddenly I came back three weeks later and all my bones completely healed back into a place.
0: And what did they say? Oh, they're like, "Oh, something we did, we did the wrong diagnosis. Actually, there was some malfunction or something.
1: That I can- never went back. I never went back they still wanted to go forward Um, and I just said I cancelled all my appointments with them and and I asked the spirits you know this is a miracle this is a miracle and they said no this is not a miracle this is the power of healing that is available to every single one of us Um, and so that's when I really realize that this is what i'm going to be doing now i'm going to be a voice for them and i'm going to be living as a medium or a channel or a healer or shamanic healer i have many names um but to be in service for the light so that we can bring the truth here I can be that message and that voice for them and to bring the truth on how we as the humanity can heal whether it is coming from you know the the, the rarest blood cancers or diseases or sickness or uh, abuse like myself or injuries or whether it is just somebody that just feels completely stuck in their life and they need a ch- change in their life. They need to connect. Or maybe it's a medium like myself that is just looking to connect and channel more. Um, just completely transform your life on a soul level. Um, and and teach you the the truth of our existence why we are here that is everything and so much more of what how to heal is about and i am purely now just the medium um, of this message
0: right when when you say medium are you like they're not fully in you that they're like speaking to you near you but they're not like they're not controlling everything because i'm still Oftentimes, I get confused by, by the distinction between medium and channel.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So, so, there they're, are... Mm-hmm. They're not fully controlling you right, right now.
1: So, <laughs> <laughs> there are many different kinds of mediums, and a yes. channel is, is one form of a medium. And um, you I do all. All. Um, so, when I am writing content for the school and... I am following my instructions and um, I specifically channel the Galactic Federation of Light. Those are the beings that speak through me and have asked me to bring forth this creation on how to heal and bring forth this message. And so over the last couple of years, I've been building up my relationship with them and really just surrendering to what I'm being asked to do, learning and understanding and growing myself to let go of all the things that I've ever learned to be a full instrument. And so uh, 10 months ago, I was told that I will be starting a project called how to heal and I didn't know what that meant and Mm I was told you're going to start teaching on this date it's a Tuesday and I would kind of go in my calendar and be like let me see if it's Tuesday and it was the information was never wrong I was always trying to catch them out but it was never wrong right and so I set up this class called how to heal I had no idea what it was or what it was about I knew it was about healing but that's to the extent and then in advance
0: for 10 months in advance.
1: So I've been doing this now for 10 months, but they gave me about three weeks. It was 10 months ago, but they gave me about three weeks notice to say, this is what you're going to do in three weeks. Oh, wow. So I said, okay, I know I'm doing a two hour class. What is it that you want me to teach? I closed my eyes. I had a pen and paper, closed my eyes and they would write right through me. I had no control of what was being written. I had no control of my hands. And I would open my eyes, and there in front of me was 50 pages written. And I didn't know what those pages were or said until I read them. And so um, I get a feeling of what the message is as it's coming through me, whether they're speaking through my channel, whether they're writing through my channel, or whether it's a full incorporation. Um, I have a Feeling of what they're doing, but my body's here. They're speaking through me, but my conscious is kind of out of my body. It's here. I can come back in if I want to. Um, If I need to say something, I can have full communication with them as they are using my instrument.
0: So you're kind of just hanging out about, like in the area, as they're doing the work, and then you come back in.
1: So I almost like leave my body for them to come in.
0: Does the sense of
2: time change when you leave your body? I think that I get so excited when it happens that I just...
1: You know? Can you tell me about this? Can you teach me that? What does that mean? And so I almost like allow them to come through me even more so. But if I wanted to come back any time, I
2: could.
0: Okay. Okay. Um, so. And so, mm-hmm. so the uh, so then you have to read all of. I mean, you read all of the fifty pages, and then does it immediately makes sense to you like oh yeah this is this is amazing this is and then you like practice it
1: so beautiful it is so beautiful the language is so beautiful the amount of love that pours into
2: everything does the writing
0: change the the you know the because everybody that writes they have a certain handwritten like the way they write does it does it change when they're they writing instead of you you as you uh
1: sometimes it does i would say that um the way they write is very different to how i would write right. their language is completely different to how i'm talking to you now you know if they were coming through they would our beautiful, sacred, divine brother of the light. We are on it. And it's so flowy and beautiful and peaceful, which has so much love. And so they also write with that same amount of love. So as I read and I'm learning, I'm just like, wow. First of all, the message is incredible, but also the excitement for me of what just happened to me? I just wrote this. Why well, did I did it? write it? But my instrument wrote it. This is like, please teach me more. And so the more they came through me, I would pray every single day. I asked to be of service. I ask to be in service. I ask to step into the role of being in service. I ask to be a voice for you. I ask to bring forth the messages of truth, of love, of wisdom, so that anyone that receives these messages, or hears, or views, or reads, we can make the impact that is needed in their life. And so I would pray every day. And I asked for this. I asked for this. And so when I asked them, why choose me? Why me to bring this? And they said that we are all mediums. Everyone on this planet has the ability to connect, but we are very distracted. We are distracted right now by the vaccines and the virus and this and the news and the fear of what is happening on this planet. And and we, uh, many of us are many healers too. And that is not important. None of that is important. What is important is that we remain in a place of wanting to help. And they said that we chose you because there's so much um, need or want to help people. And there is a passion, which is a very intense emotion to want that thing to happen. And so when you come from the law of charity, the the need and want to help, to be of service with the ingredient of passion, the love, the life to do it, they will connect more with these kind of mediums because those are the mediums that can uh, be grounded enough not distracted by the other stuff that's going on because they will understand the importance of that message um,
0: more right so um is the galactic federation of light is it like Is it kind of like angels or would that be an inaccurate way of describing them? (laughs) Like who who is their boss?
2: (laughs) Okay, so when I asked who
1: are you speaking through my channel? you keep speaking through me and I'm writing all this stuff and who are you I need to know and they kept saying it's not important it's not important who we are and and I asked please who are you and they said we are the galactic federation of light our mission here is to raise the vibration of this planet. This planet is a planet of ascension. The galactic federation of light or a federation that oversee everything that happens on planet Earth. They know everything that is happening and they know everything that will happen. They oversee everything. And this is one of the messages that I'm going to say now that made me go, oh, okay, we don't have anything to worry about. <sighs> Not the news and what people are saying and this. Okay, now,
2: thank you. This is what we all need to hear. And so I'm going to repeat what they said. Mm. They would never allow anything to harm this planet.
1: Anything that comes to this planet must go through them. But sometimes we allow
2: lower planetary systems to pass through because it is needed. The humanity need to shift
1: there needs to be a shift in the frequency of the humanity and the humanity needs to
2: raise its consciousness and so they have allowed lower planets to come through to create the shift that is needed the shift in the humanity that is much needed at this time There is a lot of old energy that is leaving
1: that no longer serves this
2: planet. Again, this is a planet of ascension and we are in control of how quickly or how slow this planet will ascend. They see the shift. And if
1: you, and I'm going to give you an example that is coming through now, okay. Ten years ago, if you asked how many people were questioning all it takes is people to question Mm
2: -hmm. and
1: their awakening begins yes and 10 years ago if you asked how many people question what is out there what is this life and you question now every single person on this planet is questioned That is the reset, that is the great awakening that is taking place.
0: Every single person?
1: Every single person is questioning something. Mm. There are many beings that have had many chances here. And we have given them many chances and
2: to change. Where they come from, all they know is fear and control.
1: And so they have come to this planet with all that they know. But it is time for them to leave now. And it is their last time
2: that they will be allowed back to this planet. The old is leaving, and the new energy is mm. and has already become
0: so is this um uh if i put out some names like people like Justin Trudeau and uh and, and and Joe Biden and Kamala Harris so i would imagine they are the the old energy the people that are striving to have the vaccine mandates and and the mass and all that, that uh, uh, in a way it's helping people. It's it's, uh, helping
2: them question, yes. But uh, I suppose they are part of the old energy. This is a tricky question because we don't want to give you the wrong or an answer that is not clear for everybody, we must look at all beings as our brothers and sisters of light.
1: They are all our brothers and sisters of light. And sometimes we may not all have the same agenda, but we are all here to learn
2: and to grow and to evolve we are all learning and growing and evolving even those that you just mentioned
0: so perhaps they're just lacking uh, wisdom right now
2: or would that be unfair to say (laughs) We need to understand that when we think of this life,
1: that it is not just this life. And that is where the humanity gets confused. We are here for an experience. And our experience here is very quick compared to where we come from. And so with each experience that we come here for and with, we grow on many
2: layers and levels and planes. And each of us is going through something that we
1: need to go through. There is a lesson behind every lesson that we are currently experiencing, learning, and living in. There is a much greater lesson that is being learned for each and every one of us.
0: Okay, so how about if we if we pray for these people does does the Galactic Federation of Light work with their um, um how do I put this their their personal guardian angels or
2: or is that a separate domain from the uh, from the Federation? Praying is one of the most powerful things that you can do for somebody.
1: Because if you imagine you have a, this example is just coming in now, you have an ice cube. And that ice cube is the person and and they have a lot of um, barriers and layers and ego and, and, and just structure around them. And it's an ice cube. You can throw as much water as you can onto that. You can throw as much light as you want onto that. And that ice cube will eventually uh, slowly start melting. And it will eventually
2: turn into light.
0: eventually all of it will melt.
2: And
1: evaporate.
0: So you're saying it's just a matter of time. However, what you said before is that some um, choose not to evolve. So they're here with a different agenda. So even though they are brothers and sisters, they are uh, adamantly sticking to uh, ice.
1: The lower planetary systems have come here. And... They have had many chances here to evolve and grow and they've had many 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 incarnations but they have not grown and evolved in the way that they have had chances to and so they will not be coming back to this planet this is their last incarnation here and so their their last bit of power because all they know where they come from is fear and control and they know that this is their last chance here they know they will not be coming back to this planet and so they are trying to do as much as they can or they think that they can um to uh with that fear and control but they are not in control
0: are you directly referring to the, the vaccine mandates among other things that is uh, keeping and the mainstream media, especially in the US that uh, is very much driving, or no, no, maybe not just the US, but the whole Western world is driving this uh, this fear uh, drum, this fear propaganda about COVID and that you
2: must take the vaccine? Okay, one second. Again, we are all going through our lessons. And so whether you
1: are vaccinated or not vaccinated, there is a much greater lesson that you are learning on a soul level, not what you can just see in front of us. And so what I mean by that is that if you have to evolve and this is a way to help you evolve more, um, then that is one of the things that you need to do. Nothing can get in the way of your path, only you can choose to do what you want to do. Um, But there is a much less greater lesson that is being learned behind of what you are doing. And that is the thing that is forgotten or is being forgotten. But this is the most important thing is how we are learning and evolving
2: and growing. The vaccine, there is a lot of fear. The fear is the worst damage.
1: The fear is what can harm you the most. And so, I have to be careful what I say here, so I'm just confirming everything with them, making sure I don't say anything that could affect somebody in a in a in a way other than the truth.
2: Gotcha. We are all beings, and we are
1: all, all sovereign beings of light. That light is untouchable, unless you. Give or choose to give that power away.
2: I'm asking them what they mean by that message. One second. The highest power of all is the light of love. Your sovereign
1: light. That light is untouchable, no matter how many incarnations or experiences you go through, that is your light. And so when you stand firmly in that light and you know
2: and you believe and you trust that nothing can touch that light or take that light away, then you are very safe. you are untouchable. When you
1: are in fear, when you may hold
2: fear, you open the
1: or give that power and start giving that power away. And so that is what we mean by The fear is the most harmful thing that you can do for yourself. And so when you talk about the vaccines and you are in a place of fear, then this
2: can be the most damaging to you and to your life.
0: Right. So, if you buy into the fear, but also if you, um, I guess. So even if you take the vaccine, uh, what y'all are saying is that it doesn't, it can't affect you because the light is unaffected.
2: One second. The light is untouchable. Unless you. Choose to give that power away.
1: And so, anyone that stands firmly in that light and knows
2: and trusts and believes and connects, that light is untouchable. Mm.
1: If you think of, and this is coming from me now, and going back to the lessons. I don't want to differentiate between vaccinated and unvaccinated because that is not of the highest light. There's no separation. We are all brothers and sisters. And and we are all going through the experiences that we are going through. But behind the lessons that we choose to go, there are also consequences and more lessons that we have to go through. And so we have to always think of our life as a whole and not just of this experience. And so we may have to go through more lessons to understand what the lesson was that we needed to learn in this life. Mm. Does that answer your question? Uh,
0: kind of. I, um, so as a totality, we're, if I'm getting it right, we're learning all the time if we want to. And no matter what happens, we can always learn, even if it, it's a bad experience.
1: We would not use the term a bad experience. This is a very human um, uh, language.
2: Yes. Uh, there is only a lesson.
0: Right. Okay. So to, to have gratitude, even if at the time it might be painful,
1: uh, we all, painful.
2: Every, everybody, each and every one of us and connect with this light. And that is why earlier we were talking about nature.
1: Nature is light. This is the most powerful way for you to completely and utterly connect with this light that you hold inside of your heart. For this light is your highest truth of all. When you connect with this light, You'll understand and learn and trust and believe and know with assurity surety that you are safe and that you have absolutely nothing to worry about. You are simply living through an experience that is much needed at this time for the humanity. Again, this is a planet of ascension. And so we ask rather that you find And ask yourself, what is the feeling that you are going through and how can you eliminate that from your field and body so that you can be at peace with yourself and live in the exact moment that you are
2: and that you are very safe. and to not be distracted
1: by all these other things because it creates the stress and the stress is not good for the body
0: or the mind or the spirit right
1: is a choice that each and every one of us has and can make we choose where our energy goes to
2: Hmm. but
1: what if for one moment that you could just come deep inside of your heart and believe and know and trust that you have absolutely nothing to worry about and
2: that everything that is happening is needed.
0: I, I want to, um because I asked about angels before, because this is the human, I guess, the religious in some way, depiction, the, does the Galactic Federation of Life have, light, light, sorry, Galactic Federation of Life, does it have any relationship with uh people's personal uh uh, guardian angels as it were
2: let me ask we are a frequency of light everything is a vibration and frequency We are a frequency of light. We speak to you through a frequency of light. Dining is channeling through a frequency of light. When you speak of angels, this is also another frequency of light. Everything is a frequency. And so, if you are
1: asking if it is something that we need to connect with or something that we can connect with or something that we are simply are just
2: being in the answer is yes because we are all a frequency of light okay well cool the, what you said before
0: kind of reminds me of um uh, that if you have light and you cannot be, uh, if you have a lot of light or something like that, that it reminds me of Psalm 91, who says, um, basically says that whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. Uh, and I will say of the Lord, He's my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. And then it goes on to say that people die at the left, on the right, but it will not harm me because I, I dwell behind in the shelter of the almighty. And that seems like something that this Galactic Federation of Light is saying, that if you, if you pray and all that, that uh, the, the divine will protect itself.
2: We are here to have an experience. And so we have to do
1: whatever we need to do to create the experience and live the life that we choose to and want to. And so we have to ask ourselves what are the things that each and every one of us needs to do to enjoy this experience because this life is so incredibly beautiful. There is no other planet like planet Earth. That is why many of you have come here and chosen to and still continue to choose to and will continue to choose to come back forth because this planet is like no other it is a very beautiful planet that is filled with love and filled with life and filled with
2: beauty and filled with colors but we just need to remember what it is
1: that we need to do to eliminate all the things that we are holding or storing or thinking or speaking that are stopping us from connecting with our true divine sovereign being of truth and that is
2: love, that is happiness, that is light. And so it is our job to remember to connect
1: with that light and to let all the other things that we have absolutely no control over, to let that go and just to come into believing and trust and knowing and assurity that we are very safe in this experience that we are going through right now, but it is something that each of us needs to go through because there are so many lessons that are being learned on so many different planes and atmospheres we have no control over what is happening but we can control how we feel as we go through this experience and so we ask that you find the cause of where you want to give that energy and time to,
2: and we hope that you choose the love the life and the plane of all that this creation has come here to bring for each and every one of us in this experience. Hmm.
0: Uh, So I want to go on to how to heal. Does the Galactic Federation of Light, then does it directly heal people or is it here just to teach people to heal themselves?
2: Uh, So...
1: Everything is a vibration. Yes. You know, you have your lower vibrations, which are more fear, control, anger, guilt, and and as you raise your vibration and, and you shift into turning this into this, which is light and love and trust and knowing and manifesting and believing in abundance and just everything that is beautiful. But how do we get from here to here? There are many shifts and planes that we have to go through, including DNA changes and experiences and integration. How to heal will teach you all of that. How to heal will start from where you are exactly in your life and the things that you need to do to significantly enhance your ascension, to upgrade your DNA, to give you the life and the truth of remembering why you are here so that you can start releasing the things that have been holding you back on your path and shift you into a frequency of soul alignment so that you can remember who you are, heal the things that have been or are holding you back, the cords and attachments that and experiences that you have been through in your previous incarnations so that you can truly learn how to cut these free from your body so that you can continue on your path without this weight
2: it is a how to heal speaks exactly as it
1: says how to heal how to heal your life how to heal every part and aspect of your soul so that you can significantly, again, enhance your intention, but learn to live your life with that happiness, with that truth, with that knowing and with that wisdom and without those weights, conscious or subconscious, to free you of all of that. Mm. That is the creation of how to heal.
0: And is this like a course that people can take in their own time and it'll be free? Am I correct?
1: One second. So, even as I'm speaking to you now, you'll hear my voice keep changing because they're just coming in and out and in and out. And then I have to kind of breathe and and kind of like ground a little bit. And and so, some of it's from me, most of it's from them at the moment. Uh, But for me, it's been a whole process. For me, it has. I had to, um, you know, as a shamanic healer, I had my practice, I had my full-time business, I'm booked up months and months and months in advance. And when they came through and told me I'm going to stop everything to bring forth this message, I went through um, many experiences of learning what surrendering means. Surrendering to my identity, surrendering to, layers of ego surrendering to i've done you know healing all my life and this is and now i'm not doing this now i'm a channeler or a medium or and, and i had to let go of all of that and that for me has been the hardest part of um uh understanding what this message is and how to be the, the instrument for this message um i i thought initially that you know I'm writing this book I'm creating this school and it's taken me 10 months to get where I am now and I they told me a couple of weeks ago that I don't understand this message of how to heal yet and so I said to them okay if I don't understand it now can you please give me a message so that I can understand it because I need to this is 10 months, I haven't worked to bring forth this creation. I don't really know what's happening other than I am bringing forth this creation
2: mm-hmm. and
1: I'm following all of my instructions. The next day, a 17 year old girl called me that is dying of cancer on the other side of the country. And um, she has been through a lot. She's 17, she called me as she uh, was having a kidney transplant out of nowhere and um, I've been speaking to her every day the last couple of weeks and um, teaching her everything that this course is teaching you. And um, I have heard her suffering. I've heard her crying every single day. And, and I said to the Galactic Federation of Light, I understand the message now. It needs to be free. For the humanity it has not come from me i am purely the spiritual medium that is bringing forth this message we are a planet of ascension and this there are many mediums all over the world that are being contacted with exactly the same message except for i am the medium of how to heal and there are many of us that that are getting caught with money and making money and manifesting this and success and this but this is something that we the humanity needs Mm. because there's nothing out there that brings forth this message in this way and everything will be free on how to heal
0: that's amazing and uh, uh Last but not least, there's a story of how you got the website right? to howtoheal.com, is it? Yes. To to do a full circle now.
1: (laughs) So howtoheal.com, I was told this creation is how to heal. I start recording. I start writing the book. Um, Nothing on the course, let me say, or in the book has come from me. Everything has fully been channeled by the Galactic Federation of Light. Every word. And... They told me I am going to own and I was just like, well, what do I do now? I have no idea how to even find a website. Anyway, I found the person, he's in Malta in Europe and the website was valued at 30,000 euro. So I said to myself, well, at the moment I'm listening to the Galactic Federation of Light and I'm doing all these instructions, but I don't have the money to spend 30,000 euro on a website and so I asked them what do you want me to do and they said record this message and I allowed them to fully come into my body and speak through me a little bit similar to what I've been doing with you here Um, but except for they were fully in my body Uh, and I recorded a six minute message and the message sort of went like this beautiful, sacred, divine brother of the light, we are so honored to speak to you through the vessel of Daniel Matsfield. And it has come to no surprise to you that we bring forth this message to you now. And we are so honored and grateful that you have kept this, this creation for us for so long. And we ask deep inside of your heart that you ask yourself if you feel it is the right thing to do now and let go of this name. And we look forward to our contact with you in the future. So I recorded this message. I had no idea what they were going to say. Then I was like, oh my gosh, how do I send this pers- this message from a spirit to a person that I don't know? Um, he's going to think that I'm completely crazy or he's going to understand the message. And I had hoped he would understand the message because the Galactic Federation of Light said it has come as no surprise to you, this message. Um, and two days later, the website was in my name.
0: Amazing. Wow.
1: And I realize I have no control over what is happening other than I need to bring forth this message.
0: And it's not up yet. It will be up in a few months
1: how to heal.com is up and running and ready and and I'm still recording and I think that I'm going to keep recording and recording as all these messages come uh, are just streaming through me right now
0: so people can can go on it and um, and start learning right away
1: yes so you can go on the website there's seven modules there's seven chapters in the book. There are seven modules. And within each module, there are a series a series of step-by-step lessons that you must integrate. And so they start with a forgiveness prayer. And they show you how you can quantum leap your healing and start letting go of the cause and attachments of things and experiences of people and spirits that have either created harm to you or you have created harm to them. And there needs to be some of these calls that are cleared because this holds us back much more than you could ever realize. And so we give you this very step-by-step instructions to follow and integrate and as you are following these instructions, you will start to notice shifts happening within your life and around you within about three to four days of this integration. Uh, we get you through the first module and then we will take you through a fully guided shamanic uh, healing that they do where they are. Um, very, very powerful um, out of this world, actually, I should say just the most powerful healing that there is um, and then you'll upgrade your dna and then you go through the next series of lessons and then you go through another healing through your chakras and then you go through another healing and so with each module you are significantly enhancing and upgrading your dna we cannot ask you to take a step from here to here without the integration otherwise you will not be fully healing or releasing the cords and things that are holding you back and so we look at this how to heal you are healing your soul you are healing your life you are healing your experience on so many levels and you will not need to go back and heal again it is healed with this work And so with each module, you are upgrading and you are healing and you are raising your vibration and you are coming more into alignment with who you are and remembering why you are here.
0: Wow. So it's uh, it's mostly self-healing or is it also designed to help heal others?
2: All of the above.
0: (laughs) Nice.
1: So
2: (laughs) it also
0: makes you a healer.
1: You could call a healer or a or me. I have so many names and they have told me to let go of who I think I am or what I think I call myself uh, because it's an attachment and that attachment will hold me back. And so when I remain open, I can become anything that I want to be. And right now I am just being a service for the light.
0: Mm. Okay, I'll ask this question, maybe, perhaps it's a bit selfish question, but does does the Galactic Federation of Light have any advice for this podcast, or or me, or anything like that?
1: (laughs) We are so deeply on it, and we see you. (laughs) It is our greatest and only mission to bring forth the truth and the message of love so that each and every one of you can live your life with the greatest happiness and to enjoy this experience for it is so incredibly beautiful and if for one moment you could not have to worry if for one moment you could just relax your mind If, for one moment you could just come deep into your heart and feel the beauty of this experience your life would change and so we come to you and we bring forth this message of love to tell you that you have that power to choose You have that power to be whoever you want to be. You have the power to connect with whatever it is that you want to connect with. But know that you are fully loved and fully supported and fully honored and fully seen throughout this experience. You are never alone. We love you so dearly. And we are so grateful to speak to you through Danny today. We bow to each and every one of you. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Danielle. Uh, is there any uh, last message or uh, perhaps perhaps this was the last message they want to leave the, the podcast with?
1: For me, and this is coming from me now. <laughs> I'm so honored. There is nothing in my life that has ever meant more to me than bringing forth this message. And when we remember why we are here, when we remember that love is the greatest power above all things, and we can learn to not be distracted, that is when we are the most present. So for me, there is, nothing in this world that i would rather be doing other than spreading this message because it will change your life (laughs) as it has changed my life i wouldn't be here if it wasn't for this message
2: Mm.
1: and i'm so grateful to you for just reaching out to me and i just hope that together we can make the impact that is inside of our hearts with the intention of spreading this message of love of course to everybody that reads or sees or views or listens to this thank you
0: (laughs) awesome message and uh, i think that's a good place to end Uh, danielle mansfield everybody thank you for being on the podcast
1: thank you so much Thank you, Matt. (laughs) And
0: thank you, everybody, for listening or watching the podcast.